Amen, amen, amen. Come on. Turn to your neighbor, give them a high five and say, I want to be in the light as you are in the light. I want to shine like the stars in the heavens. Oh, Lord, be my light and be my salvation because all I want is to be in the light. Anyone know what that was? Any, any DC Talk fans in the house? Yeah, come on, we got DC. Hey, wait, give me away. Put your hand up, wave it around like you just don't care if you are a DC Talk fan. Give me away. All right, we got some people in the room that have listened to DC Talk growing up. The first CD that I ever got was a DC Talk album, right? I got it at the same time that I got a new CD player. And who knows that the CD players then were really big? Like, it was, you had a double tape deck. I did because I was rich with my double tape deck, you know. I could copy the CD and illegally give that Christian music to a friend that he might be saved. Mm -hmm. Uh, I owe DC Talk at least $400 to this day, right? And I would rip those CDs onto there and I would give them to friends and tell them you got to listen to this. And, And then above the double CD player, there was a tuner. Right, a tuner, that's a radio for anybody else. And then above the radio was the CD, and above the CD was the record player. I come from the era where you got to have tapes, CDs, and records on one machine. Yeah, good times, good times. And when I got that, I got that for Christmas one year, um, and uh, I still don't know why my parents, you know, could it, how, how they could ever afford that. Probably fell off the back of a truck or something, knowing my family. Um, but, it was, but they did give me the, the Christian album, DC Talk, uh, Free at Last, you know. Free, free, I'm free at last. Thank God Almighty, I'm free. I know the songs, all right. I know them all. I listen to them every night. Then I got Jesus Freak. Anybody remember Jesus Freak? Come on. Yep. I love, that was a great album, right? That to this day might be the best Christian album that ever came out, ever, right? Y'all were like, oh, I love Hillsong United. Well, they ain't nothing on Jesus Freak, all right? Like that was where it was at. And, uh, and then, but on the Jesus Freak album was this song called In the Light, right? And, and it's based a little bit on that verse that we just read, you know, he, and I love it. What's going on inside of me? I despise my own behavior. Anyone know the one? Right then, uh, this only serves to confirm my suspicion that I am still a man in need of a savior. Then he goes, I want to be in the light as you are in the light. I want to shine like the stars in the heaven. This super old song, super old, right? Like for it to have been that, it's got to be 24 years ago, right? That's a while. I think that makes it a hymn, actually. (laughs) This hymn from the DC Talk album hold some really powerful truths, right? That the best of us and the worst of us still have some things in our lives that we need to overcome. That, we're, that, this, side of the, that this side of the grave, that, that we're, this side of the grave or the sky, that, that we're still going to have steps that we need to take in our lives. That for all of us, there are times where we want to know, every one of us, where we want to know what the heck is going on inside of me. Why am I like this? Why do I keep doing these stupid things? Why am I still battling this trash in my life? Why? All I want is to be in the light, to live in the light. I want to walk in the light like you are in the light. Why can't I shake this? 
Why do I desire these wrong things? Why am I so confused by this? Am I the only one that's still got a battle? Am I the only one that's still chained down by these things in my life? All I want is to be in the light. Has anyone felt that way before? Right? Like maybe you've got something small right now, but there are times in our lives where we're like, what's going on in me? What is wrong with me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah? And, and I've been there so many times before. What the heck is this God? Why am I still battling these things? I'm a believer. I'm a man of God. I'm a leader. And I got this garbage in my heart? We're not the only ones who feel that way. You're not the only one who feels that way. The apostle Paul himself said, I don't even know what I'm doing. His exact words, I don't understand my own actions. There are things that I know that I need to do and I don't do them. And then there are things that I know I should not do and I keep doing them. That's the apostle Paul talking right there. You ain't the only one who's like, I don't understand this. Why am I still battling this? And the scripture that I read earlier, it's not a text that condemns you and says, get in the light, you dirty, filthy animal. That, that, that's not what this is saying. It's not condemning us for our sins or our struggles, but it's a reminder we don't have to pretend that we don't have any sins or struggles. It's a reminder that you're not the only one. You don't have to pretend that you're perfect you're a leader in this house. You're like, oh, I've been coming here for six years, seven years, or I've been coming for a year. I'm on staff. I'm on whatever. I, I, you don't have to pretend that you've got it all together, sorted it all out. Kids are the best behaved. Hello. We don't have to act like we got it all together. Because when we do that, when we pretend to do that, the struggle, the sin, the pain, it stays hidden in the darkness. And in the darkness, it grows and it festers. It's moldy. And it will come and hurt us. Rather, we're called to admit it. I have some sin in my heart. I have a problem in my life. It's a sober reminder that all of us will have to keep battling the desires of the flesh. As long as we live. You're not a worse Christian because you have a a battle in front of you. You're not a worse Christian because, hey, look, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm not saying that you're, it's going to suck forever. That's not what I'm saying. When I got saved, I was over here just full of garbage. But it's getting better. It's getting, and I'm leaving some stuff behind. And every time I pass one of these rails, I'm leaving some more garbage behind it's getting better but there's more that I've got to battle and in fact as I find as I as I as, as the favor of God and the calling of God and the work of God increases in my life that the devil throws new obstacles in front of me that I got to overcome let me show you an example right back here pride wasn't one of the issues I had but pornography was now over here you start seeing success God's doing good things and now it's pride and so then there's a new challenge and there's something else that we need to deal with in our lives. Because now it's like 
did you see what I did? Did you see how many people we had at Christmas Eve? I did that. See what I'm saying? I didn't do that. But then we got to deal with, there's a new sin. There's a new struggle. There's a new trial in my life. Don't give up. I don't have to pretend that I'm perfect. I don't have to pretend that I've never had pride or that I'll never have it again. I don't have to pretend that there's never been lust in my life or if it comes back again, that it's not there. It's a sober reminder that it will be there, but don't stop battling. Don't stop battling. You see, it's not, well, it's always going to be here, so. Ah, well. Well, I don't want to be stuck in this crap. I want to grow so I can battle that stuff. Amen? I want to take more ground. It's not to sit back and relax. It's to get up and fight. He goes on to say, I'm telling you all this that you may break free from your sin. In other words, don't quit. Don't quit. Don't give up fighting. Even though you may not understand why you still battle things. What is wrong with me? I'm a leader. I've been saved for five years. Or I'm the, no, 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 no. Hey, you are on a lifelong journey of growth and sanctification. That's the Christian walk. The Christian life is not, do you know what sanctification is? I should have put a picture. It's a theological term. Uh, we say it in Bible college, right? It, it, the, the description of sanctification is a line that starts here and goes up here. Perfection, where I started, and it says now, but not yet. Sanctification is this. God sees you as perfect. You're on a journey to become how he sees you. And the entire Christian life is a journey of sanctification, becoming what God calls you to be. And you overcome one thing supernaturally. By the power of God, you overcome it, and now you're ready for the next thing on the journey that is the Christian life. Amen. Don't give up the fight. Listen to me, everyone. As someone who has now at 39 been a believer for way more of my life than I wasn't, been a believer for many years, I can promise you this, your life really, really, really is going to get better than this. It is. It is going to get better. There's ups, there's downs. But the trajectory of your life is a life of sanctification. It is going to get better than this. You really, really will continually have a better life as you follow Him, as you say yes to Him, as you obey Him, as you humble yourself, as you need Him, and as you keep fighting the fight. Yes to every faith step. Yes to this lifelong journey of sanctification. Amen? It gets better. There is a time coming where you will look back and say, thank God you set me free. Um, it's been years since I've battled that drama. But God, I know that it wasn't me, it was you. And I pray that you help keep me free from that in Jesus' name. Amen. Because God cares about you. If you're sitting here and you're wondering, what is wrong with me? God cares about you. God doesn't want you to keep living stuck in this drama, in this sin, in this shame, in this pain. He doesn't want that for you. I don't want that for you. I want to encourage you to say yes to the step of faith that God's going to ask you to take today. He don't want to leave you there. He cares about the details of your life. He cares about your highs and your lows, your highs and your lows, your lows and your highs. He cares. Listen to me carefully. You can be set free. You will. 
you will be set free. Come on, say it with some conviction. I can be free. Now say it like you really mean it. Prophesy it into your life. I will. I will be free. Come on, you will be free. In the first service, it said Fred. So everybody read back, I will be Fred. They did. I'm not joking. We had a typo. But hey, there's, everyone's had a moment in their life where they've looked at a dude named Fred and thought, I want to be Fred. Well, you will be. You will be Fred one day. Come on. Why am I talking about this today? Why? Well, this is the last week of 2021. And I believe there are some things that God wants us to leave in 2021. There are some things God wants us to leave behind. Now, I'm not usually big on the New Year's things, but that's because so often people get this great idea that's going to revolutionize their life, and they're like, I know when I'm going to do that, January 1st. Whereas I'm a big believer of, I know when I'm going to do that, today. And so usually I find New Year's resolutions are things people should have just started in October when they realized it's a problem in their life. You know, like in February, they're like, I'm going to stop drinking 37 cans of Coca-Cola a day because I don't want to get the beaties. That's redneck for diabetes. They're like, I don't want to get the beaties. So I'm going to stop. You know what? I know it's February right now and you can't have transformation till January 1st. But on January 1st, I ain't ever going to drink that crap again. And that's what I find people do. They save up all these things that need to change in their life till January 1st. And then they try to change everything in their life on January 1st. And I'm like, well, what is God speaking to you about? Let's do that one. Like what I found is God really comes up and goes, all right, uh, on the 13th of, uh, of November, I want you to change this and this and this and this and gives you 47 things that you can't ever do again. I find God's a God of the one thing at the time. This one thing I do, I'm focused on seeing transformation in this thing in my life right now. Today, I don't want to talk to you about the 47 things. I want to know what is the one thing that you need to leave in 2021. What is the one thing that God's telling you, this cannot haunt you in 2022? This is not what I've got for you. Because it's New Year's now, and that's why I'm talking about it. We ain't waiting, though. We're going to start today. Amen. God is speaking to us. God has big things planned for us. God has some very big things planned for our church. And we need to leave some garbage behind so we can... Hold on to, right? What is, we want to have the character to sustain the gifts that God brings. Amen? God has big things planned for you. And there are some things that He needs us to leave behind if we want to be part of what is to come. Some sin that we might need to leave behind. Some oppression that we need to get free of today. Some bad habits, perhaps, that we need to leave in 2020. Two, 2021, sorry, leave them behind, amen, so we can lay hold of what God has for us moving forwards. Do any of you have some bad habits? Any ladies punch their husbands, say, put your hand up, son, yeah? Anyone got some bad habits? Come on, give me a wave, right? I've got some bad habits, some funny ones, destructive ones, funny ones that are destructive ones, right? 
When I was in primary school, um, I went to Rushworth Primary School. Um, Rushworth was the name of the town. Um, and primary school means uh, elementary, all right? And so in Australia, we're like really simple folk. You know that, right? That's why I can take a really like complex scriptural term and make it really simple. That's because Aussies wouldn't understand otherwise, right? We've got to really make it simple, all right? And um, so we have primary school, and then we have secondary school, and then tertiary school. That's elementary, high school, university. One, two, three. We need to keep it simple. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, I was at Rushworth Primary School. And uh, when, I was at, when, I, when we lived in Rushworth, um, I was really adventurous. Me and my friend Peter, we wanted to explore everything. And we lived right by Rue Forest, a big forest there, surrounded the whole, uh, the whole town. And once every, um, I don't know, once or twice a year, we would circumnavigate the whole, uh, the whole forest, the whole town. And it was really fun. Our parents never knew where we were and we didn't have phones uh, or satellite radios or nothing. I don't know how they let this happen, but we did it all the time. We would go exploring old mines, like gold mines, and we'd go exploring mine shafts, like the air vents and stuff that go down like hundreds of meters into the ground with gaps this wide, but my skinny little butt could fit through any hole. So we'd go down and they would be like boarded up and we would hammer them away and then they would have wire and we heard our wire cutters and we just explored them all as like 10 and 11 year olds. I don't even know how our parents were okay with this, but they were. All right. I think that's child abuse in 2022. Just like, yeah, go hang out in the forest for a day, you know, on your own. Take a hammer and some wire cutters because there's some mine shafts you might want to explore, you know. And so we'd be out there. And, and if we fell down one of those things that got stuck, we'd still be there. And no one would know ever. What happened to that little boy? Drop bears got him. Don't know, right? But we love to explore. I was an avid explorer. I loved finding new things. So as an explorer, obviously there was a, another place I liked to explore. Um, as a young man, I, I liked to explore my nose. It was a bad habit. Come on, men. Anyone else in here got that problem? Come on, we know what's under your driver's seat. Hello. <laughs> I've talked to a detailer and he tells me there's problems under driver's seats. I'm just saying, all right. I picked my nose so much at home, in the forest, at school, everywhere I went, just exploring, you know. That, and in second grade, our family moved from Rushworth to Tatura, 45 minutes away. And a few years later, our class went back to Rushworth. My Tatura primary school class went to Rushworth primary school for a combined school sports day, right? Shot put and discus and everything. And when I got there, I ran into one of my old teachers. He's like, you're Jesse, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm Jesse. He's like, you still pick your nose all the time? That was my teacher. That wasn't a kid at the school. That was my teacher. You still pick your nose all the time? I'm like, man, you must pick your nose a lot if the first thing your teacher four years later asks you is if you still pick your nose. And yes. You got some bad habits you need to leave in 2021? Come on, hello. Listen, not everything, not every bad habit is sin. That's not what I'm saying, right? Is picking your nose sin? No. Is it good for you? No. Not unless you're starving, at least. Right? It's not good for you. Right? No. You don't want to leave a sermon in 2021? 
Not everything that's a bad habit is sin. You hear what I'm saying? Paul said in 1 Corinthians, whether it's sin or not, I will not be mastered by anything. Isn't that a great statement of faith in your life? Whether it's sin or not, I will not be mastered by anything on earth. Cigarettes would be a great example of that. Let's talk about that. Does the Bible talk about smoking cigarettes? No, not at all. Smoking cigarettes isn't mentioned any more than peace pipes, cheeseburgers, and Coca-Cola. Not mentioned anywhere. Is a non-smoker a better Christian than a smoker? Not a quick, not a, it's not a trick question. No. A non-smoker is not a better Christian than a smoker. Not at all. Does quitting smoking make me better, a better Christian? No, not at all. It doesn't. Can a smoker go to heaven? Absolutely. In fact, they often get there faster than those of us who don't smoke. Is smoking a good idea? Not at all. No, it's not good for you. It could prevent you from being at your granddaughter's wedding. And I'd like to be there at my granddaughter's wedding, right? If you asked Paul, hey, Paul, would you smoke? Do you know what he'd say? He'd go, look, it's not sin. Non-smokers aren't better than smokers, but I'm not going to be mastered by anything. I'm not going to let anything life-controlling control my life. He said, I'm not going to do that, right? Now, by the way, when I say it's not sin, there are things in the world, there are things in your life that they're not sin, but when God tells you to stop and you don't stop, now your disobedience has made it sin. Hello, right? God talks all through Scripture. We see it so clearly in the Word of God that when it comes particularly to what we put in our bodies and what we don't put in our bodies, that God will individually speak to us about what the right thing to do there is. And then if we go against that, now we're in disobedience to God. How about that? Just because, but here's the thing, just because something might not be sin doesn't mean it's good for you. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Let's not let anything continue to master us in 2022. That's what Paul meant. Though just because something's permissible doesn't mean it's beneficial. See, Jesus died on the cross and paid the price for, and, 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 and it is for freedom that we've been set free. So we have the freedom to do a lot of things. But that doesn't mean all those things are good for us. There's a lot of things we can do that will not be good for us. There's a lot of things that the Word of God doesn't say you can't do, but the Holy Spirit's told you not to. Hello? We don't want to take any, if something's mastering us in 2021, let's leave it behind. Thank you. Next. Amen. Are there bad habits in your life that God can help you break? Now, to be clear, I'm not picking on smokers or anybody else or any person. I have bad habits that I'm working on too. But I don't know what you need. Maybe do you sleep too much? Do you eat bad food? Do you stay up too late? Do you spend too much time on your phone? Are phones sin? No. Can you sin on them? Yes. Are you on your phone too much? Is it causing, is it causing damage to your life? The, the phone may not be sin, free to do it. But is it bad for you? 
Are you spending too much time on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, MySpace? <laughs> Just figured we're talking DC Talk, you know, MySpace, because I had DC Talk on my MySpace page, you know. <laughs> Hands up if you don't even know what MySpace is. Some people need to educate their children and their friends. What do you need to quit? What do you need to fight back on? Leave behind so you can lay hold of what God is calling you toward. Listen to me, God is able and he is willing to help you not only break sin, but to break bad habits off your life because he cares deeply for you. Amen. There are bad habits, some of which are not sin, but are bad for you. But again, bad habits that God's told you to stop have now become sin. Amen. But some of us and many of us have just real, real serious sin issues in our lives that we need to leave behind. Do you feel like Paul or like DC Talk? What the heck is going on inside of me? Why do I keep doing these things that I know I should not do? Listen, it doesn't always have to be like this. Today, in a few minutes, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do what Scripture says and humble yourself and admit you have a problem and get prayer. We're going to have an altar call here in a few minutes. I've got some prayer warriors that will be up the front down here waiting for you to whisper in their ear the one thing that you need to leave in 2021. They're going to be standing here and over there. And I want people not to come that way. I want them to come down this middle aisle and that middle aisle there and then and, and just walk down here. And you'll whisper in their ear and you'll say, Lust, I need to leave lust behind. You'll say, smoking, I need to leave smoking behind. Or you'll say, uh, uh, just, just bad sleep habits, I need to leave them behind. Or, 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 or shopaholic, leave it behind. You're going to whisper it in their ear. And they're not gonna, there's going to be lots of people coming down for prayer. So they're not going to stand there and, and start you know, giving you a 45-minute word from God. They're just going to take what you said and say, God, we break the chains of ABC off their life in the name of Jesus. And we pray that they would not see this again. They would not be mastered by this again. And I declare in the name of Jesus that they will walk into 2022 in, the, in favor and freedom in Jesus' name. And then they'll put their hand on your head and say, Amen. 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 That's it. But you need to say what it is. You need to put it in the light. Scripture talks all the time, repeatedly. From the front to the back, we see that the truth lays the foundation that freedom is built upon. It says, confess your sins to one another that you may be healed. Not that you may be forgiven. Listen, His grace sustains you through your bad habits, through your sin, through your disobedience. The grace of God will sustain your salvation. But if you want to break free from it, it needs to be brought into the light. You got to say it out loud. You got to tell somebody, I need help from this, to overcome this in Jesus' name. We're going to have a great altar call today, and we're going to leave some garbage behind. Bad habits, sin, what is it? Addiction, substance abuse, something that's got mastery over you? Have you been wasting money? I had a financial mess. That's a bad habit too, bad spending habits. Do you lie? Do you steal? Do you lust? Do you struggle with, are you afflicted? Do you have anxiety, depression? Do you want to leave it behind? Do you eat garbage and wonder why you don't feel good? Do you drink rubbish, sleep too much, sleep too late? What do you need to leave behind? 
Just because it's not sin doesn't mean it's okay. Doesn't mean it's going to bless you. Doesn't mean it's good for you. What do you need to leave behind? Are you bitter? Is there unforgiveness in your life? Do you still hate your husband, your ex-husband, or your ex-wife? Do you gossip? What do you need to leave behind? What is the thing that so easily ensnares you? That's what you did in 2022, but that's not who you need to be in 2021. This is a new season in your life and a new season in our church and a new season in our city. I believe it in the name of there is a new season. We're stepping into a new season of boldness, of freedom, of, of, of taking ground for the kingdom of God. Families being restored. Husbands falling back in love with their wives. Wives falling back in love with their husbands. We're talking about freedom, amen. And to get it, we got to leave some stuff behind. God is willing and able to help you leave it behind. If he's talking to you about it now, he's giving you the power to overcome it now. But here's the thing. The moment I mentioned getting out of that seat and walking down the front, talking in your ear. Listen, the enemy wants to shut it down, wants to keep you stuck. But what if people look at me Oh, far worse things could happen, like being stuck in that sin or habit for the rest of your life. I'd rather somebody look at me, right? Come on. Well, well, what if I'm a leader in this place? What if, they, what, what if people think that I've got some sin in my... Well, if you have a sin in your life and you're a leader, how about you lead people and show them that people who have sin in their life need to come down the front and break free from that. If you're a leader, lead. You got a bad habit? Lead. Being a leader doesn't mean you're perfect. It means you show people where perfection comes from means you're willing to walk down the front. Being a leader means we're humbling ourselves and saying, God, I need help. Listen, the people that you talk to down the front, when you whisper that thing in their ear, they're not going to ever mention it to you again. And if they came to me and told me what you said, they'd never pray on our prayer team ever again. Ever again. Ever again. Listen, you could walk down here whispering Pastor Laura's ear. Well, a couple of years ago, I murdered a guy. And it's just been hanging on me ever since. I want to leave that in 2021. They won't tell me. I'm dead set. I wouldn't want them to tell me that. Now, they may not come to your house for dinner. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. They won't tell it. I'm, I'm not even kidding. You can say that. Listen, there, are, there, there is someone who attends our church that has killed someone. I ain't gonna. They're okay with me saying it broad like that, but I ain't never gonna tell anyone who it was. Never, never. All right. This isn't about shame. This isn't about leverage. This is about freedom in the name of Jesus. I don't know what it is that you need freedom from. In the first service, all sorts of things: negativity, self. Doubt, self-talk, whatever, lust, whatever it is. Probably everything you can imagine said and just vomited down the front of this church and just destroyed by the light. The light doesn't destroy you, it destroys sin. There are people who simply don't want to go to an altar call because it's inconvenient. 
Can't be bothered getting out of their seat, walking down the front. I know, you wouldn't want to have to take 35 steps to freedom, right? I know it's an uphill battle. I think the front of our auditorium is about a quarter of an inch higher than the back of our auditorium. So it's an uphill battle. But come on. So, so someone looked at you, but you, they looked at you and they wondered what it is. You had to go for 35 steps, but now you don't have to struggle with lust anymore. Might be worth it, bringing it into the light. Amen? There's a story in Matthew chapter 8 and Luke chapter 8 where Jesus encounters a couple of men who are demon-possessed. Now, these guys are freaking nuts, mate. They were crazy, all right? These dudes weren't like, hmm, man, that guy might have a demon. No, they had a demon, right? Demons, right? You knew it. You walk past and they snarl at you. They hiss at you. They throw things with superhuman strength. They fight people, attack people. They were demon-possessed. You don't want to be around these guys. But Jesus ain't scared. So he comes in and he prays for these men. And he says, in the name, well, in, I guess in himself. He like, didn't, didn't have to say his name because he was the dude. He's like, get out. Get out. The demons leave the man and they run into some pigs. And a bunch of pigs run off a cliff and die. Which would have been pretty rad to see, to be honest. I'd pay to see that movie again. Anybody else? And everyone gets so frustrated at Jesus that they ask him to get out of our city. Get out. Get out. Would you all stand up with me? If we could have Pastor Rachel come. And thank you. And play the delightful tunes. I'm going to land the plane with this. That's a weird story about the demons and the pigs. And the people telling Jesus to get out of our city. Those people got so comfortable with demons in their lives that they would have rather keep the demons than deal with the inconvenience of the miracle. Miracles are messy, my friend. We all want a miracle like we've got some problem and God comes in like a surgeon, slices this little bit here, and there's no blood. We just take it out, and we stitch it up with, no, with non-scar stitches. And we walk away, and we're like, it's never there. Miracles are messy. They're messy, but they're worth it, because you get to live in freedom. Sometimes a miracle might mean you got some, some spit mud in your eyeballs. It's a story in the Bible if you're new. Sometimes finding a miracle might mean you lose some pigs like these guys or lose some money like Zacchaeus. Maybe you got to risk your reputation and tell the truth. Sometimes you got to take the, you got to stop taking the easy road, take the narrow path instead. But when you say yes and you do it God's way, when you make room for the messy miracle, you find freedom and growth that's sure to make up for any mess. It's sure to make, the mess is always worth it. It's like a good meal. There's a bit of mess, but it was worth it. The miracle is always worth it. A little bit of mess. 
listen, the mess ain't going to hurt you. The mess is just going to become a part of the testimony, amen? For some of you, you got to stop getting so cozy with your sin, so comfortable with our demons, whatever, so to speak. Do you want freedom enough to finally walk down the front? Because today is the day to respond. If God is speaking to you about something today, through the sermon, maybe something I said, maybe something someone else said, maybe the Holy Spirit is speaking into your heart right now. Today is the day to deal with it. I said it once before, I couldn't find it, so I'm pretty sure this is how the old saying goes. There's an old saying. It says, procrastination is my sin. It brings me nothing but sorrow. I know that I should stop it. In fact, I will tomorrow. And I think a lot of us do that with the sin or the bad habits or the drama or the, you know, the pain, the shame, the self-talk, the doubt, the whatever it is, fill in the blank. Instead, let's be like Caleb. If God's speaking to you today, let's be like Caleb. See, Moses sent Joshua and Caleb and a whole bunch of other men to spy on the promised land. Let's call the promised land your freedom. And when the 10 of the men come back and they're like, it's hard, it's going to be messy, there's going to be bloodshed, they're giants, it's a long journey, I don't know if it's worth it, we, we just I think we should maybe stay here in the desert here in isolation, here in pain, here in sin. But Caleb looked at Moses and said, let's go at once and take the land. We can certainly conquer it. Listen to me. Let's go right now. Let's go right now and take your freedom. You can certainly have it. Is there lust? Let's go right now. We can certainly conquer it. Let's go at once. Not tomorrow, not next month, not on. See, you, you wait till New Year's Day, you just started another habit. I'm going to wait till New Year's Day. And then if it doesn't work, you'll be like, another year. Not every day is the right day to say, let's go at once. Take the land. We can certainly conquer it. Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you enjoyed it, please check out our other episodes. If you would like to connect with Eternity Church, be sure to go to myeternity.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at myeternitychurch. We'll see you next week. Love you heaps.